Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So for the first time in a little bit, I think it is a, we have an amazing client interview. And I know people love these episodes because it shows a human side rather than myself, Dallas or Jane kind of talking about nutrition or talking about mindset and stuff. I think it's important for people to be able to relate to someone who has gone through a transformation or a transformation in their life. And I think I only ask kind of the the odd client to do this because it's 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 an it's a it's a special part of the life and not everyone wants to do it. So when I asked Nicola, I was delighted that Nicola said that she was coming on. So Nicola, thank you so much for doing this. Hi Shane, thank you for inviting me. So Nicola, I'm gonna I'm gonna do let you do most of the talking for once. <laughs> um compared to the check-ins that you used to get from me. Um why tell us about yourself and why you got in touch with SWF? Um, so for years and years, um, since I was about 18, I'm now 34, I did Slimming World on and off, um, a lot of restriction, a lot of feeling negative about food and um, my body. And I just got to a point where I thought I can't continue like this anymore. Went through my Instagram feed, which is very recommended. Um deleting all the negatives um and I found Shane so yeah really really pleased that I did because it's been absolutely fantastic that work that we've done together um I really resonated with your feed and your account and your posts and I just thought yeah I like the sound of this guy and then I made contact and and here we are I remember coming off the call that we had the welcome call that we had at the very beginning and I was like this girl needs a hug (laughs) Yeah, there was a few tears on that call. Yeah, that, I remember that call. Um, yeah. In relation to the biggest struggle that you were having in relation to things, because there was a couple. Um, yeah. Can you kind of talk about one or the other and then we'll kind of go through it all? Yeah, so one of the biggest things was um, dealing with the restriction side of it. Um, so restricting and then not restricting. And then when I didn't restrict, I then felt guilty. So I'd go back to restricting again. Um, which doesn't do your mindset any good, your mental health any good, your body. You know, you, you're constantly in a battle and a in a really poor cycle. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's the biggest struggle. That's took a lot of time to get over, really, or or deal with, because it's the guilt that comes with giving up the restriction, the guilt, the shame. And then you go, it's just a vicious circle all the time. And there's been a lot of unpicking as to why I'm, I've been restricting. Um, and with yourself, we've been doing food and mood journals. So a lot of my restriction was I wanted to change my body. I wanted to change how I looked. Um, I wanted to be smaller. And even at my smallest, I wasn't happy. When I look back at pictures when I was my smallest, my face shows that I'm really not happy so it wasn't necessarily about being smaller it was I could my body didn't want to be any smaller than it was and I was fighting a battle that I was never ever going to win no matter what I did um so I think using the food and mood journals that we did together I was linking my mood to to the food to how I was feeling so if I was low if I was tired if I was unhappy, I would eat, but then I would then feel 
guilt for what I'd eaten. So I'd potentially start restricting again. And then when you've picked, unpicked my journals, we've then looked at tweaks and things that we could could make. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's that's been quite difficult. But I, th- I feel like I'm definitely over the other side of that. I remember the at the beginning with going through the journals because the journals aren't easy. No. Um, and whoever who hasn't done the journals yet, the journal is basically it's trying to introduce a pause into before you eat to understand are you actually hungry or is there something else going on and then looking up analyzing what how are you feeling afterwards and there were certain foods and there were certain times of the day when you were probably having those foods yeah and we we're trying to look at well what way can we kind of edit this yeah and one of the biggest things were like we you were so open and honest about it because there was uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. from and uncomfortable messages that you had sent me and video mess our voice messages and stuff and yeah. you were so open and honest about it and i think the element of the guilt and shame and kind of linking it to how you actually looked with and dissecting that how hard was that for you and what was the the epiphany moment for you i know what it was but i'm gonna see if you know what it was uh, yeah so like i said when i'm looking back at pictures from say 2019 when i was my smallest and i was like oh well, i want to be like that again and and not being happy on those pictures and i remember you, like you saying it, it was however many years ago life's changed you've changed your body's changed you get you you know you're older um and I think when it when it changed was when I went on holiday in February. Yep. And we'd had a conversation about I'd, we'd talked about bigger legs and bigger arms. Um and my thoughts about my bigger legs and my bigger arms. And we had some difficult conversations around that. And a lot of that stemmed from comments that I'd received when I was younger that it had stuck with me. And we worked out that it wasn't my issue and it wasn't an issue with my body. It was potentially their issue with their, themselves and which is why they made the comments so I went on holiday went in bought some new bikinis and actually on holiday I didn't worry once about how I looked and just had a really really good time and enjoyed it and, and I was in the moment um, and it was the best holiday we've ever had I didn't go to the gym to weigh myself I didn't go to the gym to exercise which I've done on previous holidays uh, if I wanted to eat, I would eat. If I didn't, I didn't. Whereas on, on holidays before, when I was restricting, I would eat dessert because it was it was there and I was like, I'm on holiday, I need to eat it. And then feel guilty afterwards and then go and weigh myself the day after. Whereas this time, I walked past the dessert counter, I don't know how many times, but I'd had enough to eat at my main meal, so I didn't need a dessert. But then the next night, if I wanted one, I'd have one. Same with cocktails. I went through years of holidays without having a cocktail because they were too high in, should I say, sins, which is, is, as you say, is a made up word, um, and calories and sugar. And so I would never, ever have a cocktail. I had one every day this holiday. I remember getting messages from you when you were over there and pictures and stuff. And I was so proud because it was completely different. You could see the light back in your eyes. Like you were talking about the old photo that you were looking at, the, just the light. You can tell if someone's happy or not if they're in, they have the light in their eyes. Um, and like challenging those, the messages you were sending back to me previously about kind of like the bigger legs, all that kind of stuff. But we we turned it into a positive. Yeah. 
It's like, why are these negative? Exactly. Why are you not at a big legs? Who says you're not at a big legs? I've got two legs that work. And, Some people have none. <laughs> yeah, I've got two legs that make me walk every day and, um, you know, and are, are a part of me that I should be proud of and they do a lot for me. So be, yeah. be positive and be grateful. And how do you kind of like dissect or kind of challenge things now if people, if you get, you find people are making comments about people or making comments about yourself or how do you kind of challenge those now? I don't really receive comments about myself. Um, I mean, at work, there's there's a few people that know a bit about my history or uh, and, and that I'm working with yourself. I've been quite open about that because some have commented that they can see such a big change in in my behaviour around food and how I talk about things. In terms of other people's comments, um, I hate it when people call people fat. So I'm quite quick to to say you can't say that or you know you shouldn't think that. Just just because somebody's overweight doesn't necessarily mean they're unhealthy. So and obviously working with young young people, I work with children in care. I want them to have a positive body image. So I'm very conscious about when they make comments about themselves or other people about changing their language around it, changing their thoughts, maybe. You can't change people's opinions. You know, that's their opinions, but you can change or educate them to maybe use different language. So, yeah. You can hear you can hear the Shane-isms. <laughs> <laughs> I can literally say, like, oh, I say this all the time. Yeah. Um, and how important has it been for you to have the support around you? Because as you said there, and you kind of alluded to, and I think you sent it on your check-in last week, the weekend before, was in relation to other people noticing that you've got that spring back in your step. How important has that, su- that support been for you? That's been really important because you can't you can't do this on your own. Um, it is it, You need to talk about it. You need to be honest and open. Um, I, I've got a few friends that I have opened up to unfortunately I've also found out there's a few people that aren't as supportive I think that's just lack of education but the ones that are really supportive have been absolutely brilliant you know there's been times where I've been heartbroken because I've weighed myself that morning and the scales haven't told me what I wanted them to tell me so that that's ruined my day but then I've had that support when I've got to work or I've, I've texted a friend and said look I'm, I'm really struggling today and the comments from them have been, you know, you look lovely or you're this and you're that. And and it's not necessarily about how I look. It's, you know, you're a lovely person or you're this and you're that. And you think, all oh, right, you know, I've got a really good friend here who who really who really is looking after me right now. Um, my partner, Mark, has been great. So he's needed a little bit of educating. And a few conversations. I've been very honest and open with him. And like we've spoke previously, it's brought us together. The last few months, it's really brought us together. And his language around food has changed, which is, is really good and, and just shows that he wants he wants to help me as much as he can. So, yeah. yeah. I, and, I, and, I would, and I would say that I can when you because you have been so open you've done a lot of like the journaling and stuff like that and writing stuff down you've actually I know people are hesitant to do it because it can be uncomfortable as hell how did you break through that uncomfortable part of it or were you kind of like I actually need to do this 
Yeah, I didn't feel uncomfortable at all. Um, like you said, I, I did need to do it. I needed you to see what what I was eating, but why I was eating it. Not because I was hungry. There was a mood linked to what I was eating. Um, I mean, we were unpicked that I was drinking far too much caffeine. So, man, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, which I, I've carried that on, you know, and I, I will carry that on. So my mood was spiking and then dipping again. And when it was dipping, I was then snacking to try and fill that fill that gap or lack of energy. I'd be, I'd be snacking. Uh, being busy, being tired, being bored. Boredom's a huge thing for me. When I'm bored, I eat. It's yeah. not the an- what isn't the answer. Eating when you're bored is not the answer. <laughs> I remember the caffeine one. I remember like kind of when when you say reduce caffeine to someone, it's kind of like almost like stealing one of their people or one of their <laughs> friends or their dog or something. Um, I'm not gonna lie; those first few days where I cut it down were not either. No, they weren't. But you 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 kind of replace a little bit with kind of like your my wadi or your splash and your water. And kind of yeah. so you still had that kind of like hand to mouth kind of like cue yeah. for yourself. Uh, you still have your coffee. You still do yeah. it. Um, I think you I think you notice a difference when you do have it in the afternoons. I know on weekends and stuff like that, you've had fairly hectic weekends because uh, Nicola forgot to tell you that Nicola got engaged on that holiday as well. She forgot to mention that. <laughs> so I kind of made it a little bit more special. Yeah. Uh, we, we, Mark will forgive that. Um, <laughs> but I, I noticed when you're having the caffeine and stuff like that, you've noticed those dips. I think people forget about what caffeine does. It gives you this high and crash back down. And when you're on that crash, you need more of it mm-hmm. to bring you back up. Um, was there any foods in particular that you kind of felt were like I hate the word sins or negative or bad or whatever the words would be because there's no such thing as those if people are listening to us yeah um, sausages just because high in fat massively high in sins in inverted commas um, bread bread's the devil dough makes you slow so they say dough makes you I haven't heard that one have you not oh Pasta makes you faster. <laughs> I haven't heard any of these. Uh, so, yeah, um, I mean, we had a conversation where I reintroduced things that I cut out to eat once a day. So for a week, I ate bread every day. And yeah. I, I was bored of it after the week, but it nothing happened by me eating bread. Because <laughs> That's the biggest thing. Uh, like when people have like a particular food over, a uh, fear over a food, People are like, well, what's, I always challenge, like, what's the worst thing that could happen? And they're like, well, I put on weight. Is that, I'm like, okay, so Ukraine and Russia is essentially the worst thing that's happening right now. Is it on a par with with Russia and Ukraine? And they're like, no. So is it the that you're going to put on weight? And it's like, yes. Okay. okay. So how are you going to put on weight with bread? It's like, well, I've eaten too much of it. It's like, well, what what define too much? And they're like, well, if I eat him like too much of it, I was like, what define too much? Mm-hmm. You're only ever going to put on weight if you are in a cons- consistent calorie surplus, and you're only going to lose weight if you're a consistent deficit. But it's still leading to that value of needing to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. There's a time and a place for people when they want to lose weight, and we weren't in that position. No, and I think that was a big acceptance part for you from probably about six weeks in. Yeah, that was difficult to accept that I was doing this work with you, but I wasn't losing any weight. Yeah, but it was also, I think it was also important for us to have that kind of rapport and be able to an honest chat was kind of like, it's not the 
we're not in that place and unless we have to kind of get the six inches going first yeah um how do you get back into that restriction and binge cycle again um and how did you kind of how did you come to accept that whole element that like now may not be the time for me to potentially looking to lose weight that took me quite a while to accept probably up until my holiday so I think did we start working together in November yeah. um yeah I think it took me to go in, on holiday in February to accept that because obviously Christmas was slap banging in the middle of that yeah a lot more temptations around Christmas a lot more family time meals and things like that where you know y- you may gain weight you, you may may not afterwards leading up to my holiday I realised that it's it's irrelevant it doesn't make you any less of a person if you gain weight or you lose weight um, I think that's a big sentence yeah I didn't have my scales to weigh myself so if you don't have that there's, there's nothing you can do about it I didn't even I wasn't tempted to go to the gym and weigh I wasn't tempted to go to the pharmacy and weigh what I weighed is what I weigh and, and it's irrelevant to me or to anybody else and how have you got through the mindset of kind of like meals out and stuff like that? Because I know at the minute for the last, since you got engaged, it seems to be every day. <laughs> it felt like it. So previously, if I'd have gone out for a meal, I would have had gammon, a jack of potato and some garden peas because that was the lowest sin meal that was available on the menu, but also the most boring. So this uh, working with you and unpicking all the the rules that I'd introduced over the years meant that I could go out and freely eat what I wanted to eat on that night or on that day I wouldn't worry about what what was on the menu and if there was any healthy options or not I would just I want pasta today or I want steak and chips today or I want burger I think I had a burger every week for about three weeks but that's because I wanted it and I enjoyed it. Yeah, you, you worked hard in getting over the fear of particular foods. And the only way that we could have ever done that, it's any way to really get over it, is to have it either every day or more often. Um, and I think that can scare people. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, are we more comfortable where we're at? Or is it, do you want to actually be comfortable? Because food, food's always going to be there. Yeah. So we have to make the change. And putting ped- food on a pedestal, eating it and thinking it's not actually that good. But because of years of years of it being up there where you can't eat it or the guilt after you've eaten it, eating it now, I'm like, oh, it's not actually that good. But I think I think that's... Chocolate pudding, for an example. Yeah, but I think the big thing for people, and I know we've all been through this, is kind of like... If you tell yourself you can't do something or can't have something, you're going to want it more. Yeah. Um, and like what you said is when you've actually had it, you're kind of like, oh, you had a week of bread. It wasn't, I'm, I have to put this into context. She only wasn't eating bread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just saying breakfast, lunch, dinner, bread. That's not what was happening. It was including some bread in Nicholas daily <laughs> routine. That's what we were at. Uh, but like a week. Like that wasn't that long to get over something I've been sticking with you for God knows how long. At the minute, I'm going through a bagel phase. Bagels are a class. Because I'd not had bagels for years and now I think I've had one six days this this week. And nothing happened. 
No, I'm still here. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, like in relation to someone who's potentially in that kind of like that that mindset that you would potentially be in, what advice would you kind of give to them in relation to try and challenge it and trying to get uncomfortable and trying to break away from it? I definitely find a coach that's suitable for you. I mean, I would highly recommend yourself. But I'd also do some reading as well. Um, there's a lot of books out there that are really, really beneficial. Um, Just Eat It, I think that was the first book that I read. That was a really, really good book. I would definitely recommend that. But just pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and having those conversations with like yourself or, or a coach um, and, and just be making it uncomfortable. And you've asked me some really uncomfortable questions over the months. Um, a lot of why questions where I've had to answer. I'm like a parrot. And then you ask me another why question, and I'm like, okay, but but do it. It's, it's well worth it, you know. If you can get out of that cycle and and you can change your mindset and and work towards improving your mental health, then it's it's so worth it. Why was have you got an example of one of those why questions? I think. Yeah, when we were talking about the the bigger legs and and well, you asked me a lot of like, is it fact or opinion? Man, I'm annoying. <laughs> a lot of is it fact or opinion? So it's it's not a fa- well, it's not a fact. It's their opinion, um, or it's my opinion. But my opinion is is what's in my head and how I'm feeling about how, how I look. They they would uncomfortable difficult conversations to have because I genuinely at the time believed that my opinion was how I looked and how I was portrayed to other people and have you and have you how have you challenged that whole narrative of what other people are thinking I don't care no I don't care what was the biggest epiphany moment the holiday because I was on the beach with other people in bikinis and like you do, you people watch. And I thought, yeah, nobody on this beach cares what anybody else looks like. Everybody's having a great time. We haven't had a holiday for over two years. Let's enjoy it. Let's not have another holiday where you, you're covering up or you're worried about what other people think because they don't actually care about what you look like. No, we're caught up in our own world. And yeah, I think that's, I think it's a big thing um, in relation to kind of the training side of things for you. What was the, the, like, I know it was kind of like we had to focus on realistically getting the mindset right first before we kind of, the walking was a big thing for you and yeah. kind of having those kind of like weekend walks and stuff like that and buddying up and stuff. How important was that for you to have some sort of release? Yeah, I mean, um, I love walking. I've got a little dog and we love to take her out at weekends. And I think getting out of the house and just having that that time out where you can talk about things and get some fresh air and um, and just move your body. Move, move your body because you want to move your body, not because you feel like you have to. Fresh air does me the, the world of good. I come back from a walk and I just feel 10 times better. In terms of other training, I had to be in the right frame of mind to train. Yeah. So there's been times previously where I'd do seven classes in a week at the gym and, and burn out at the end of the week, but then go again the week after because that's what I thought was the right thing to do. But you're not doing your body any good because you're exhausted. 
Um, and over Christmas, I was poorly. So I didn't train for a little bit, but nothing bad happened by not training. I looked after my body, I listened to my body. And then when I was fit enough and strong enough, and then it started to reintroduce training again. And again, that was because I wanted to move, not because I felt like I had to. I wasn't rewarding myself with food because I was training. I was just training because I wanted to. That's a big thing. Like, that's, that's a lot of change. That's, that's a big change. Or Like, I was not punishing yourself or rewarding yourself with food for, for training or whatever it may be, because I think a lot of people can't struggle with that um unfortunately and i think it's it's important that you put the faith in yourself to actually say hang on like what do i actually need to do now yeah how do i look after me now yeah um and it's it's it, it's it's like talking cheese talking to you from the initial conversation um yeah, I think it's 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 exceptional to see and stuff. Um, and in relation to the food guilt, was it necessarily food guilt for you, or did you find that it was something else for you that was kind of like projecting onto it? No, I felt like it was food guilt. Um, the the feeling afterwards, just like shame, disgust that I'd eaten whatever I'd eaten, um, maybe something after tea or I'd gone out for tea and the guilt sets in and then the day after you, you think, right, I'm going to be good today. I'm not going to eat as much today. So then the, the next day starts and, you know, you plan all your meals and then something happens for whatever reason and you don't stick to your, your organised plan and you eat something you shouldn't because you're, you're on, or you think you shouldn't because you're on the rush, you're on the go. And again, the guilt sets in because you've you failed yourself that day because you told yourself you're gonna have a good day and actually you've been bad in quotations. We don't have good and bad foods, do we? So um yeah, I think that's an important element of it. It was it was trying to break that perfection cycle and kind of go for the good enough cycle. And how do you kind of on the days like you don't pl- you don't prep all your meals you don't prep most of your meals now you kind of like bring in the odd meal or have the odd dinner batch cooked or whatever like but that's that was habit for you anyway yeah that um, was just part of my routine and working in a school we get school dinners previously I would never have eaten school dinner no matter what it was I'd have always taken my own dinner but for example today I didn't have my dinner and it was chilly for dinner so I had it did I feel what did I feel afterwards Oh, I enjoyed it. It was nice. I had a piece of garlic bread. I would never, ever have done that before. Is it, I'd say, is it a lot less tiring kind of running away from the things and actually... Yeah, I'm sleeping a lot better and I think it's because my mind's just... And the less caffeine. (laughs) Yeah. My mind's not racing as much in thinking about food and, and what I look like or what I think other people think of me. Yeah, it was absolutely exhausting. What would you say back to Nicola back in November? Nobody cares what you look like. Nobody does. And yeah, life's too short to to feel like this for such a long time. I wish I'd realised a long time ago and unpicked all the things that I'd, I'd experienced a long time ago and enjoyed life more. 
because I feel for the for the past few years I've not enjoyed life or made good happy memories as 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 much as they could have been by feeling like this by being that much in my own bubble that I'd created on other influences had created that yeah I should have I should have done some work a long time ago but you've done you've done the work now and I know I know there was there was tears yeah <laughs> um but like I think tears are kind of like a pretty good sign with another is like just pain leaving you and I think it's mm-hmm. um and like I think the the, the big thing for it was the comments and the the food fear and the, the 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 language around the food and stuff like that and it's been incredible to see but I think it's if if you look back at it now what is it May we had that initial conversation in November like I'm not saying everyone else's journey is going to take this length of time like it's it, it it's short in comparison mm-hmm. um but you've wanted to the biggest thing what I would say is when people are ready for it you generally find the change. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I've worked hard and and obviously the check-ins have been really beneficial and, I, and I've always been really, really honest with you. Sometimes yes. I've not yeah, liked... Yeah, has been. Yeah, yeah, baby, too honest at times. Yeah, you're not going to get to know me as a person if I'm not honest. And um, y- you've got to be and there's, there's no point in hiding because by hiding you don't get anywhere. So I think just the check-ins were really, really beneficial. The uncomfortable conversations were beneficial. And I think if you're willing to put the work in, it definitely pays pays off. Hard work pays off without a doubt. I think the hard work for you has changed from what it was to seven days in the gym to actually doing the uncomfortable stuff and actually challenging things and learning more about yourself. Learning about my cycle was a huge thing as well. What was the the biggest thing? Just the education. I had no idea about certain times of the month, how um, your body works, how your hormones work. It was just, right, this is my cycle. This is when it starts. This is when it ends, right? Let's crack on for the rest of the month. Let's train as much as we can, Um, you know, regardless of how tired, but using the floor app helped I get a little notification every day uh, regarding feelings and, and where I am in my cycle and linking how I feel certain parts of the month with food adapting your training at certain parts of the month because pushing yourself when maybe you're not at your strongest or not at your most energetic I think you really need to listen to that I forgot, I forgot about that part. Yeah, I've done a massive education of my cycle while we've worked together. Yeah, sometimes I forget about that sort of things because I think I just talk about it so regularly. I think there definitely needs to be more education for, for young girls. I think it is improving. Um, I would love to go into schools and do it, but it would be very difficult for a man to go in and talk about this stuff to 13, 14, 15 year olds, 16 year olds, 7 year olds, 18 year old girls. Um, it would be quite difficult to do it. Um, one of them think they'll listen. Yeah. 
and two it's kind of like they may not share yeah um and it's an awkward enough time in people's lives in general um have you have you kind of spoken to many mates about the whole process and i know you've spoken to work mates and stuff like that have you spoken to many mates about the whole thing that you've been trying to do and what's generally been the reaction from them yeah i've been honest with a couple of people especially when i was struggling and then i said i'd started work with yourself they've like they've asked how i'm getting on how i'm benefiting from it you know how i feel it's going um and they've noticed a difference and i think I've got a couple of friends that feel quite similar and they've done work previously in the past and they're at a point now where we're both at the same point. So we can kind of talk about our stories and our, our journeys and relate to each other. I think if maybe you've not experienced things with food or bo- food or body image, it's, it is quite difficult to understand. I would um, agree on that. So I've found I only speak to people that I know maybe have experienced similar. I think it's important to know that you aren't alone. Yeah. Because I don't think we realise how many people, unfortunately, do struggle with it. Yeah. Um, like unfortunately, it's rife. It's very, very common. And I think it's being exacerbated by various different factors at the minute. But um, you talk about the last question I'll ask is in relation to the social media feed. Yeah. You did the big edit. <laughs> massive edit <laughs> to the point where I was like I don't even know why I'm following you because you're just not positive to to look at um Is that aimed at, I hope that's not aimed at me <laughs> no, I'll delete you tonight <laughs> exactly yeah bye Shane um heavily edited photos that until you you really look at them you think gosh she looks great what's she doing it's edited it's, it's not real it's not real life so I went through my feed and deleted everybody like that fitness accounts that were mainly focused on exercise and not for like yourself focuses on other areas deleted a lot of people that just weren't a positive influence and I didn't want clogging up my feed every day but made time out to not use social media as much as I have previously as well the big thing for you was boredom yeah I'm not good at being bored probably than many are we don't want we don't want to go into our heads no we don't want to let the heads kind of go into overdrive, but sometimes it needs to be done. Yeah, I've learned to sit more and be on my own, even yeah. without the telly on, without the radio. And it's and it's it's got you places, um, Nicola. I cannot thank you enough for being so so open and honest and. Um, for sharing so much with me there's other stuff in the back end that we're not going to talk about now but there's other stuff that nick has, has shared and it's been part it's been a part of the process and part of the journey and there's been tears there's been wants to give virtual hugs all that kind of stuff because nick is over in the uk and it's um it's been amazing to see how far you push yourself mentally it's amazing to see how far you've come out of it, but it's also amazing to see how close a bond now that yourself and your partner have. Mm-hmm. I think that was a huge part of the communication thing was the fact when you understood yourself and how you worked and what you needed, you were actually able to go and say it to your partner. And that was a huge thing. So I can't thank you enough for putting your faith in me. Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you, Shane. Thank you for coming on, by the way. No, thank you for having me. <laughs>